Good Up is our space to talk about those experiences in life we didn't know we all had in common. We're the after work happy hour conversation with your best friend. The place where you bring up the hard parts of life, the ones that made you laugh, and the things that made you who you are. Because who said becoming good up wasn't a little bit uncomfortable? Stay tuned for more information about this week's episode. be honest with you Deidre I don't feel like doing no intro I don't I these bitches know who I am so don't do it (laughs) (laughs) I mean is it necessary I feel like we've kept them waiting long enough (laughs) we have we have we have um they have been asking for months when is the new season what are you doing I'm like y'all bitches that act like you don't see me pondering these earrings to you every day (laughs) What do you, you think was happening? On the Aries. Like, I mean, every you time have. I open up Instagram, I see Masha with new stuff. And I'm like, how? Girl, same as Be you. Honest. Same as you. I get a notification. I feel almost daily with finding Deidre is going live. And I'm like, who, which bitch is she about to read now? Like, you, know, you are spiritually all, dragging the girls on a weekly. It's not and I am me. here for it. <laughs> I'm here know, for it. I, I don't feel really bad because for one, I don't ever remember what I say in those readings. So I feel bad. Like I, so I, I can remember the energy of a lot of readings, but I don't remember what's said. So I usually have to give people a heads up. Like, I promise you, this ain't me. This is y'all's people. Like, yeah. Y'all. Yeah. Please know that I, your people is who to come with our energy. Yeah. Y'all, first of all, let it me just personal. let y'all know y'all friggin' ancestors that be walking around my house like they run the place. They'll be here chilling. Right. And then. You know, sometimes when I go live, sometimes when y'all see me go live multiple times a week, it's because y'all ancestors there in my house. Like, you gonna talk to them? You gonna talk to them? You gonna talk? And I'm like, okay. I hope minds have calmed down because I've been trying to do what I suppose what I supposed to be doing according to them. So they need to back up after you. Not girl, they gonna tell you if you now. But tell me, you have a sweatshop in your house, right? Because you always have new products. Yeah, I I'm sitting in the center of the sweatshop currently. Um, everyone who has visited me in the last couple of months know that like, if there's a day where we don't have shit to do, I point you to walk, you gonna learn how to make these fucking earrings. <laughs> what la- labor rights who like what are labor What's rights that? yeah we don't sleep here amazon tink they could walk a bitch but they've never met me you know you lying oh my god <laughs> but you know what I- shout out to the new earrings because I'm Listen, the I'm store going. is closed right now because I'm trying to make time for other things and come up with new ideas. But yeah, your girl been playing and walk like I am. You should do a subscription box. I'm thinking Sorry. about it. Because okay. <laughs> I'm like, here I go, giving you ideas. Listen, I have so many it. ideas and a subscription box is one of those things. But we, we'll we we'll see. We're going to see. We gonna I see. hope but, you add purses to the mix. Just saying. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? <gasps> Who knows? Yeah, I am. Listen, I am an accessory girl. I okay. So for the bitches who don't know, um, because we we going oh, off on a tangent. We're talking like everybody knows. <laughs> for the good on people who don't know, first of all, welcome back. I mean, Deidre and I have not really been on a Zoom call together to catch up and talk life in a while. So excuse us today if we go off on a tangent, but also yes. use the one who pressed play, bitch. So if we come at welcome. you sideways, welcome. 
to the good yeah, podcast. We're not just this is what we do. Yeah, we're actual friends. Yeah. So it's we, gonna be hard to be, you know. Yeah. We got up not kind, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's it's very ghetto in here. So welcome. Very back. <laughs> welcome back to the original good up, good up audience, also known I as the Beautiful know. People Podcast OGs. Yeah, can I just say I love you guys so much? I see y'all. Yes. I be getting the messages, I be getting little nudges. Like, so when is the podcast coming back? I'll be on my Instagram talking about something completely unrelated. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I just missed that podcast podcast so much and i'm like I'm so, it's coming back don't worry yeah we're we're back welcome hello um welcome to the room we we have so much good happening um this season i guess i guess we should start the episode off by shouting out kicking it um for those of you who aren't familiar with kicking it kicking it is a virgin islands based media platform celebrating all things creative, all things culture. And we are happy to share with you guys on this first episode that Good Up is a part of the Kicking It family now. So yeah, you know, we got up and we kicking it. Um, what is, <laughs> so what does that mean for the podcast? It really don't mean much different. It's still it I'm kicking it in my living room during recording exactly. instead of my office. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it just means that we look a little more relaxed when we're recording because we have to kick it. Um, but it 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 essentially means that we have joined this great media platform, this great family to make sure that anybody who wants to find Virgin Islands related content can find it. And we're one of the podcasts that you can find associated with the Kicking It platform. So Make sure you visit wekickinit.com to learn more about that. I will make sure to link them in any of the descriptions on Apple or Spotify. But thank you and shout out to the Kicking It team, especially shout Kyra. The for the for the Maja, for the good up Maja. You know, we here. Yeah, we here. Yes. We here. <laughs> but also, hi Deidre. I miss you. Hi, friend. I missed you. Yeah, I'm looking off like, to the side because Mary's here, like being hella cute. Like listen. We got we got the puppies, we got the kids. Everything is adorable in this yeah, house. Yeah, it's just I just can't catch a break. You know, I gave disclaimers. I said, "Don't interrupt me when I'm recording." I said, "Your food is in the kitchen." They don't care. Mm-mm. Like, mm. but how you know you better? I am good. I am blessed. I am working hard. A bitch just got raised. I mean, <gasps> life. Is... Nice. I told you. Did I tell you? We, we're you? one of these days we're going to have an entire episode about how when i have my readings with Deidre, my spirit guides they'll be like don't worry about money every yeah, time don't every worry time about money and in the back of my head i'll be like but spirit how? guide i broke <laughs> like what do you mean don't worry <laughs> about money bitch i broke i hear you are like oh i got a raise and i'm like interesting because I remember two different readings where I said, stop worrying about money. You keep worrying about yeah. money and there's no need to. And you're like, I listen, do you I, do, I, I, I do know. stress a lot about money. But mm-hmm. so in the spirit of, of work, now that we've gotten all the housekeeping outside of way, um, yeah, let's let's get straight into it. This episode is about those fucking jobs. OK, yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why this episode is called fuck that job, because fuck that job. Every single person listening to this, including Deidre and I, have gotten to a moment in your life where you've literally sat down at your desk. More than likely, it was a gray fucking cubicle, and I know it was. And you Mine said, wasn't gray because the building was super modern and fancy, and they were so taking it was, that Google it, approach. It was a fancy it was, cubicle. It was fancy. It was the it was the 
instead of like a cubicle, they were made of like glass. So everyone's desk was white. And we had these like glass dividers that were not super tall. So we could oh, they were the, each that the halfway open ones. floor plan. Yeah, that open situation. Mm-hmm. It was so fancy. We weren't supposed to tape up our little memos on it, but we still broke those rules because why? Mm-hmm. Fuck that job. Fuck that job. Yeah. But anyway. What are your cubicle? Was a fancy glass, you know, white desk cubicle or a gray, dirty, depressing mm-hmm. box? There's been a moment where you sat down in that little cube and said, fuck this job. So fuck we're here to job. celebrate that. Good for you. Um, yeah, we're here to talk about those experiences because I, I've noticed that millennials, you know, and this is with respect to the boomers, the Gen Xers, Gen Z, y'all, y'all are straight up fuck this job, people. Do Gen but, Z even get jobs or are they all just mega millionaire entrepreneur influencers? I don't even know, you know if Gen what? Z like apply for jobs. They're going to be the ge- Gen Z. Let's no, they, re- they really are going to be the generation that's like, how about I don't dream of labor, bitch? How about I don't want to work? Right, how about capitalism Gen- is for the birds? Right, they they don't have interest in that whatsoever. (laughs) If Gen Z is working a job, it's because it's part of their destiny. Like, yeah, this, yeah, they they have no, they're not like us. They don't, you know. But I I will say, I I feel like millennials were that generation to be like, I will not tolerate workplace toxicity. Like, I will not fall in line with this workplace culture shit like fuck this i would resign yeah. in two weeks bitch try me. absolutely uh-huh. oh my god i can't wait to tell my story i don't know did i That's, tell well, the story of how i resigned from my job on the podcast yes i mean shit i was i actually was going to start with asking you what was the first job you ever quit in your life okay you want to know something ironic is even though i'm Have a you quit every job <laughs> no the thing is is um <laughs> Anytime I've left a job, it wasn't because the job was offending me. It was because I was leveling mm. up, <laughs> like really and truly. I've only ever and that's fair. Quit. Yeah, like I've only ever truly quit one job on some fuck this job shit, and this was my ghetto ass corporate job that I left in November of 2019. So, so let me. I guess I could add that as a disclaimer. Saying fuck this job don't always have to be like it was toxic, it was negative. Oh no, fuck drama. This place, oh. I'm out. Yeah, I've oh, left so plenty of jobs where I was like, you know what. I think it's time for me. Yeah. And we're going to touch on that too, because I saw a video that talked about karmic endings and like when your time is actually done somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to touch on that. But for like, whether it was negative or positive. Yeah. What was the first job you remember leaving? The first job I remember, it had to be my first ever job, which was, I used to work at, should I name the company? It's a company from back home. I mean, they didn't do nothing to me. I used to drag in everybody today by name. My first ever like real job where I actually had to punch the clock was platinum menswear. Mm. And I actually really loved that job. Mostly because obviously the healer in me just loves making people feel better and you feel good about themselves and empowering mm. people. But um, that was obviously, I don't, for those who don't know, platinum menswear is a, or was, cause they're not open. They're not in business anymore. They were like a, clothes a clothing store for men back home in St. Croix but it was they specialize in clothes for big and tall men because big and tall men have a hard time finding clothes that fit them properly and be them cruise man because let me tell you because I was just about to segue into that shit you got a dude (laughs) who's five six or five seven at best with a 32 inch waist wearing 42 inch jeans okay so aside from the fact that typically it's harder for larger people to find good looking clothes because the industry is garbage 
you have the people who have a plethora of choices wearing all the big and tall people's clothes. <laughs> so that was a real struggle. You clothes and, um, stealing fashion. bitches. Yeah. So when I got the job, it was because I was a teenager who wanted some money, right? Like whatever, right? They were hiring. I was looking. I was a good fit. I'm good at the customer service. I'm a hospitality professional. It was a match made in heaven. Obviously, it was a retail job at the end of the day. I hated it for the most... Not It was like a 50-50 split between I fucking hate this job and oh my God, I love it, right? So there will be moments because at the end of the day, the owners, if there's nothing to do, bitch, you better find something to do. Why aren't you refolding those polo shirts a third time since business is slow? Get your ass outside and encourage people to come in here and shop. Go clean the bathroom. And I will be like, man, fuck this shit. I'm quitting this job. I hate it here. And then every time I have that moment, you know what would happen? A, a, a man would come in getting ready for a date. Can't find nothing to wear. I spend a good hour with this man. I help him. He finds something to wear. He's in a fitting room. He comes out feeling so good about himself. So happy. And I was not the sales girl who's just trying to get you to buy nothing. If something didn't look good on you, I'm like, Papa, I want it for you, but let me find something else. So the guys who would come in, they trusted me to actually help them find stuff. And man, I, every time I would get a customer who left happy with what he purchased and looking forward to whatever he was going to, I would be like, I can't quit this job. They need me. <laughs> Cause it was just so, it was just beautiful. So that's the first job ever that I had and quit. And I think I so, quit. Just so why did, yeah, I was going to ask you that. Like, why did you end up leaving this fight? Like I ended job? up leaving because at the end of the day, I was a senior in high school who had things to do. Like I wanted to go to my senior events and shit. I was like, girl, I made this money. I actually got the job because I really wanted to be able to afford to buy Christmas gifts for my loved ones. So once Christmas was done and senior activities really started to take a, a hike, like, you know, you know, become a thing. I was like, yeah, no, I don't need this job anymore. Cause I think they were more so hiring for the Christmas season anyway. So I feel like I worked like two, like from maybe like two months before Christmas up until like right before my birthday and I was out of there, but it was, it was good times. It was good times. Yeah. I, um, when you said, can we name companies? I was like, shit, I hope so, because I drag in everybody. Ooh, you know, I'm nosy. Um, What's up? So the first job I remember quitting is my first, I guess I would call it a, a, my first big people job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, because I was in a lot of after school activities as a teenager, I didn't yeah. have a lot of the like retail, typical teenager after school jobs. Um, yeah. I took a gap year in college after my freshman year and ended up working at Innovative, also known as Via. Shout out to you. If you like your life and yourself, don't fucking work for Innovative. Well, I don't know what the company <laughs> culture is like now. Let's be fair. This was 2012, 2013. So company mm. culture might have gotten better. Bitches getting paid more. You never know. Just never know they, know. Wasn't, they was not paying me enough. Well, okay. they're not innovative anymore. They're via. So they're via. Um, yeah. The so rebrand. The hosts do not reflect kicking it. <laughs> yeah. Matter. Yeah. The, please, the please keep it. Please, Kyra, Kyra, don't fire away. Keep in mind the views of the host don't reflect the views of the brand. Good up is its own entity. If we tell somebody to run the mother's gun, that came straight from good up. It was not from kicking it. Anyway, it came from the person's <laughs> mouth who said it. Because with that being said, <laughs> With that being said, fuck via, fuck innovative, everything they stuff. Anyway, so so let me explain the role of this job. So Innovative came up with a grand idea in 2012 or so to create a telemarketing department. 
Why? On a Caribbean island. Anyway. Exactly. Where people, everybody just have an attitude. So, and it wasn't even just the attitude. So this company whose service was not great at the time, whose, <laughs> you know, service was really expensive, thought, let's put all these women in one department so they can solicit people call their house phone and say, hey, would you like to upgrade your services? <laughs> I know that your internet has not worked in the last four fucking days, bitch. But would you like to upgrade for $89.99 package? Which one? You're paying way more than you ever should for internet speed that you, it's basic in comparison to the mainland. But please tell me you would love to upgrade because I need right. these commissions. So it, and it's it, not like the upgrade is going to result in faster speed. I might add. <laughs> exactly. So one, it was a it was an hourly job. Two, it was part-time. Three, we were not being paid well for this part-time job. Oh, Four, you were required to make something like a hundred calls a day. Um and you had to get a certain amount of leads every month. And a lead is basically somebody has said yes, you can upgrade my service. And the person had to come in and follow through with the upgrade of the service. Whose idea was that? Some dumbass. And I hope they're listening. But anyway. That so, just sounds so counterproductive. That sounds yeah. like such a and, waste of resources. And to be fair, I I had coworkers that I loved dearly. They were great people. Some of them, I think some of them do listen to the podcast. So Kayla, Axel, shout out to you. I, I'm cool with them to this day. However... What we were being expected to do started to feel not very good very quickly because mm -hmm. you had a lot of older customers who didn't really even understand what we were talking about in trying to get mm -hmm. them to upgrade. And in working in a telemarketing department after a while, because you want your job performance to do well, because you want to keep your job, you sometimes are willing to bypass the feel good part of it to just get your job done mm. so yeah i i started to hate it really quickly and then one day on top of me hating it it was like two times back to back where i came in and like something were, were off with my paycheck or something and i just i get overwhelmed and my boss at the time was like, hey, guys, you got to make sure you hit your numbers. If you don't hit your numbers, we're going to start talking about like your role and your position. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mm, I went to the bathroom. You know, those 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 bathrooms in jobs you hate are like a sacred space. You go oh, in there to yeah. talk to oh, your yeah. spirit guides. OK. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I went in the bathroom and I was like, in there and everything. I was like, fuck this job the minute my boss told me that i went to the bathroom decided fuck this job came back out and i don't know if she meant it the way she meant it but basically like it sounded like she was alluding to get your shit together or you're gonna get fired and i was like you can't fire eyes are aries you know me i i don't get hot up in my heart space so i come out the bathroom and so in a very kind way i basically was like you can't fire me bitch i quit and was like, to, I didn't even give them two weeks, a week. I was like, today, right now at this very moment is my last day. Run me my fuck. I out. Like, <laughs> I left. I just, it, it, it was a shitty job. It didn't feel good. It was, mm. that department didn't last too much longer after I left. I mean, of course, that was not sustainable at all. Like, whoever's yeah. idea that was, I wonder what happened with them. <laughs> like... 
it makes sense. Like that's just I curious too. I, I oh should bring God. I should follow up with some of the um the ex coworkers on Twitter and be like, what happened after that? Because it seemed yeah. like shit went left when I left. So Yeah, that was not well thought out at all. And that's yeah. interesting because that just proves like when you don't have the right people sitting at a table. Because some people do not think about the complexities of things. They think like in ha- like the, in the grand scheme of things, it's like, yeah, we do need a marketing department just to hit up people to find out if they want to upgrade. But, but who but is then, our customer base? Because Claudia, saying, who no, lives in her house and only has a dial-up phone, don't want to hear shit. But about that's what I'm getting to is they don't have anybody. They clearly didn't have someone sitting there to say, hey, let's factor in the people who we're calling are people who are still listed in the phone book, people who still have house phones. In this day and age, anybody with a house phone is not even using their internet. And we were, ex- <laughs> we were expected to try to convince those people, despite yeah. whether they were technologically savvy. The goal at the end of the day was sales. But, you know, that's in the past, girl. It was fuck that job for a reason. <laughs> How did so, your mom respond to that? Because I'm sure you were still at your mother's house at that time. I, oh, I definitely was living rent free at that time. Um, but no, she she supported me in the decision because like she knew just like what that job entailed how, so and demanding. how much I wasn't enjoying it. And honestly, yeah. like I can remember how small those paychecks were looking back. And I was mm. like, how the fuck was I now that I make substantially more looking back, I'm like, how were they paying grown women? Because I was the youngest in the department. How Damn, were they paying these grown need- women that much an hour to do a job that strenuous and stressful? How much it was an hour? Hey, Isa. Less than twelve. Less than 12. And part-time. And you know, the sad thing is back home, and it was part-time too. The sad thing is back home, especially during those times. Wow. Because $12 is usually where companies started to seem enticing back home during that time. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're starting you at twelve dollars an hour. But the thing is, is, like, you got to think about it like this: you're working a stressful job, you have yep. no um benefits, you're working hourly, you're working part-time, well, and you're making like, twelve. Yeah. Or yeah, less. that's absurd. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's nuts. Like, and not mm-hmm. to say that 12 was good. Let's be clear. But I'm saying like back in like around that era. No, yeah. When I got hired, I thought it was great. I was yeah. like, shit, this is better than minimum wage. But exactly. that's how they, that's how they'll get that's you in. They'll convince you. you like, oh, this, you could have a worse pay than this. So take exactly. this. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So. It's such a shame. What is the. Hmm, I try not to think. What's the worst boss you ever had? <laughs> ah, okay. I have a running list of shit. So bosses. my the reality is, and you would never believe me when I say the worst boss I ever had actually was a millennial. Mm. She was my leader at my ghetto-ass corporate job that I dramatically quit in November of 2019. She's about a year older than me. Um, and she definitely upheld those very capitalistic ideals. Um, she did not trust the team at all. Like if somebody needed to work from home, she was certain that that person wasn't getting enough work done. She was like, if somebody called out sick, she didn't believe them. It was very much that, but you know how I feel, you know, the bottom line is however you feel other people are, that's because that's how you are. You see what I'm saying? If your first instinct when you hear that somebody's not well is to assume that they're faking, that's because you're likely to pretend to be sick. To not, you see what I'm saying? Or if just you're not because coming, you you don't give a fuck about other people at all. Like, it's it's a little bit of both, but also it's it's both. 
really and truly. Mm. Um, she had ways where she was she was cool, but as a leader, it was a lot. And um, she, yeah, I would have to say it was her. And you would think that it would be some old hag who carrying baby boomer ideals. Don't, nah, it was somebody close in age with me working at a corporate company, holding up these ideals. And the, the irony, right, is that we worked for a company that cared very much about DNI, diversity and inclusion, that took people's, they had a really, they put a lot of emphasis on like building up the company's morale, making sure that everybody was heard. They put emphasis on things like that, only for uh, some of the leaders to be very much the opposite of that. And that just goes to show when you put people in leadership positions just because they've been there for a certain amount of time, as opposed to if they're actually qualified to be leaders, you run into people making dramatic exits. <laughs> like, bitch, I don't need this motherfucker. I believe strongly in the dramatic exit. Like, I've, at the know, very I've, least, bitch, if you're going to resign, give your coworker something to talk about for the rest of the day. Oh, like, let me tell you something, right? So first of all, I'd never done that before. Because like I said, I've never quit a job. Um, any job that I've left, it was because I kind of found something better. You know what I mean? So in this particular case, mama was being tried and mama hit him with a, you know what? This meeting is no longer necessary. I'm no longer a good fit for this company. This meeting, we don't have to have it. And I'm taking the rest of the day as a mental health day. Who do I send my two weeks notice to? Y'all or HR? It was just like that in the meeting. Like I felt so empowered afterwards. Like my adrenaline was like pumping. I was on the train, mad as hell. And then like I got home and everything and I was like, fuck, like I really did that shit. And I wouldn't take a thing back. I think if there was anything I would take back, I would have knocked the papers off the desk. But man, <laughs> I've always wanted to be the bitch who just like kicked some shit down and said, and fuck all our like so I envy like, women I? or people. Let me not just say women because we're not the only dramatic exits. I've seen men no, leave companies dramatically, but I've I envy those people because like how many times have you like left somewhere frustrated, especially work related, and like yeah. you just wish you would have tell people like what was on your mind the whole time. Yeah, know? I definitely wish I had dragged them, like attacked them personally. But mm. I'm glad that I left with my dignity and I'm glad that they can go back and say, oh, Deidre went off because, you know, yeah. I'm black at the end of the day. You know yeah. what I mean? Me, it was a lot. And oh, my God, it was it was first of all, it was blatant disrespect on their part. It was them abusing the whole fucking team. It was and it all started with this email like chain that my TL had sent to the whole team. She sent a fucking group email, pretty much dragging us, telling us that we need to stop complaining and get our work Don't done. you just love people who choose to be passive aggressive via email? Right. And the, what she sent was so unnecessary. And so me and one other air sign in the team wasn't here for it. We were like, so my, one of my counterparts, she sent a response that kind of was like, Hey, so can you give us some alternative solutions so that we're not complaining as you say, like. So because I didn't want mama out there by herself in the fucking, you know, in the woods and in the, in the weeds, I was like, hey, I also agree with such and such. I would like to be more a part of the solution. So, so old girl problem. felt attacked, basically. Oh, sis felt attacked. And she pretty much dragged us and told us that we signed up for a job in customer service and blah, blah, blah. They completely missed the whole mark, right? And so, oh, if you guys are having issues with the people who are, because mind you, 
our customers were essentially other members of the company. We didn't work mm. with customers. We supported the retail agents because we mm. worked in headquarters. So our customers were low-key, our co-workers kind of, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. They were just yeah. in different pockets of the country because it's a global company. Um, and so they're like, oh, if y'all are having issues with the agents, um, y'all need to say something because nobody's ever raised any issues to us about the agents. So me and her were like, actually, we have, and we've never gotten a response. And they're like, oh, we only remember such and such's response the day when this particular agent made her cry, blase, blase. And I'm like, no, I also have submitted complaints. Like everybody on the team at some point has asked you guys to escalate things to their leaders. And so essentially they're telling you, one, y'all haven't said shit too. But if you want to say shit, you signed up for a customer service job, bitch. So. Yeah, it was very much Boom. just to fuck up and get to work, right? <laughs> so what I did was, because it got to a point where there was no professionalism, especially on the part of the leaders. So mm. I sent a nice thorough email because sis is good with her words, especially when she's putting them in black and white. Sometimes I get a little jumbly when I'm saying them with my mouth, but when I'm clacking the keyboard, that should be Listen, don't let me send a strongly. I'll BCC everybody in this fuck. Oh, but since it was a group email, I I replied all because we were keeping the correspondence among the group, right? So I pretty much was just addressing everything like, and mind you, this email was not disrespectful. I didn't drag nobody. I referenced what I learned in customer service 101 because we were the internal customers. And in order for your external customers to be treated well, your internal customers need to be treated well. So I referenced that. I referenced the instances where I have made complaints. And I also asked, what's the follow-up process? Mm -hmm. What happens when you guys escalate these things to their leaders? Is there a follow-up in place? Mm -hmm. Do you guys ask, for some sort of like what's going on yeah very clear very polite very respectful but also thorough you know what i mean nice lengthy email yeah about an hour later i get invited to a meeting for a couple days later so i was like okay my aquarius ass thinking the people them want to you know get together so we can talk about solving this problem right i'm really thinking that this is going to be a productive meeting now the meeting was to reprimand me for being, quote, disrespectful and inappropriate. And they wouldn't even have a conversation with me. They kept talking over me. They kept cutting me off and telling me what I meant in my email. I started the meeting by asking if we could record the meeting. They were like, nope. I was like, I only want to record the meeting because in the past, we, we would discuss things in meetings, uh, which is something I also mentioned in the email. I'm like, we would excuse me, we would discuss things in meetings and then they would just kind of be left there. Nothing would happen. So I just wanted to record this meeting. So if anything needed to be followed up on, we can do so. They were like, girl, no. One of my, my ATL, I promise you, I am not making this up. Sis said, I don't like the way my voice sounds in recordings. So you're just going to have to rely on your handwritten notes. I said, well, okay. So we get the meeting going, but they, they didn't come to have a conversation. They came to pretty much tell me that I was disrespectful and inappropriate. I had no, every time I would try to respond to something, they would say they would cut me off to tell me what I meant, what my intention was. I'm like, no, I was not intending to disrespect you. It was very much driven by their ego. I'm just going to leave it at that, right? It, it sounds It sounds like it. Yeah, it was very much driven by their egos. And so... When I noticed the direction the meeting was going and I asked again, I said, hey, I would feel more comfortable continuing this meeting if we either reported it or had a third party from HR present. The answer was no, sis. At that point, Deidre, who has a little HR training because I was once in management, I was like, okay. I sat back and I let them do what they had to do. 
they kept coming for me. They kept, so I was like, okay, can I respond yet? Like, am I allowed to respond? Like, cause I just, I don't want to break any more rules. So I was responding to something. My Tia, literally, she's looking at the paper cause she printed out the email and I had the email printed as well. She goes, we've never seen this before. While I'm mid sentence, she cuts me off and goes, we've never seen this before. And I stopped what I was saying. I said, excuse me. She goes, we've never seen this before. She said, I showed this email to all the area leaders and they all agreed that this email was disrespectful and inappropriate. Now the area- And I've been like, okay, well, good for the area leaders, but I- Not okay. here's the thing though. The, the area leaders are like an, an, another level of management. They're the leaders of all the different teams within the department. So mm-hmm. when it comes down to me moving up and leaving this position or going to a different team, now I have to worry about this email looming over my head. Now I have to worry about the area leader saying, do you really want Deidre Ritter on your team? She's disrespectful and inappropriate. Look at how she responds to her leaders when her questions aren't being answered. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when she said that, I literally looked her dead in the eye. I said, listen, if me airing a grievance is considered inappropriate and disrespectful, then I'm no longer a fit for this company. This meeting is no longer necessary. I'm going to just consider this a two week notice and I'm going to take the rest of the day as a mental health day. I'll see y'all on Monday. Cause this meeting was taking place on a Friday. So now they scramble in. They like, well, we just need to finish. I said, we don't need to finish a thing. I'm no longer an employee of this company. So this meeting is no longer necessary. I'll see y'all on Monday. And who do I send that to in writing? Y'all are HR man. And I stormed out. I definitely gave a little storm out in that moment. I went, I threw the email in the trash. I got my shit and I stormed out and everybody on the team is like, DJ, is everything okay? Where are you going? And I didn't say a word to nobody um yeah and then i called hr and i definitely oh and then i went to hr right but by the time i went to hr they were already sitting with hr with one of the area leaders i don't think they showed it to all the area leaders i think they showed it to one who one of them who they were real chummy with so i get there and they're all sitting with hr because remember i told you the building was fancy everything was made of glass so (laughs) meetings are not very private Mm. so i noticed that they were already sitting with hr so i left so the HR director sends one of the little one of the HR people to come get me. So y'all y'all ain't gonna be proud of this moment, but I don't care. I deserve to do it. I definitely kicked in to full blown Karen. I burst into tears um, because in the moment my emotions were running high, and I'm I mean, not somebody who usually. I think in, crying yeah. is valid in certain situations. Yeah, like, I don't is, I don't I'm even know used, if that's Karen. Yeah, and I didn't do it to manipulate anybody because in the moment my emotions were heightened. I'm not somebody whose emotions get heightened. And I had just done something that I've never done before. So mm. when I was leaving and HR came to try to talk to me, he's like, hey, Deidre, do you, can you just come back? Sue wants to talk to you. And I was, I just burst into tears. And I was like, listen, first of all, I don't feel safe with them present. So I'm not coming back to talk to y'all. I was like, when those leaders of mine are not in the room, we could have a conversation. Otherwise, I have nothing to say with them present because I don't feel safe in their presence. I was like, if you want this email for reference, feel free. Because I had some handwritten notes on there. I was like, feel free. But otherwise, I have nothing to say with them in the room. Mm. like I'm done so I left and then I sent an email to the HR director girl when I spoke to HR on Monday because she was she called me on the phone she said listen don't even come in for the two weeks we're gonna pay you for them two weeks and a third week she said please apply for unemployment we are not going to dispute the unemployment claim she was like I read your email I agree with you she was like I did see what you referenced from customer service 101 you are correct we are she was like we are good and I was like thank you very much 
Well, that's good. That's good to, after that experience, you know, despite the fact that it was negative, to have somebody validate, like, the fact that you were right and what you were going through. Yeah, it meant a lot. And that's why I said it was such a great company. It was just my direct leadership, you know, was a very poor representation of the company. I don't even know who I would list as, like, my worst boss. (laughs) Because (laughs) the, the person who I think I had in mind... Towards the end, he was having his moments, but looking yeah. back at everything I learned from him, I think he was one of my best bosses. When oh. I left, I was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Like, I was like, don't talk to me, don't send me no emails, oh bitch, God. I'm done. But looking back, like, okay, well, it probably won't that bad. But yeah, hands down. So, hmm, and when I bring this person up, I, I want to express that this is coming from the context of like worst boss in the sense of did not listen to much of what I had to say, did not value my input, Mm. um, ended up biting her in the ass pretty severely. Um, yes. So I, and I, I post something about that fuck on Facebook that other day and it was very shady. Um, so for those of you who don't know, which most of you know, cause I've brought it up on a podcast before, um, there was a point where I was a public relations director for the Virgin Islands franchise of Miss Universe. Yeah. Um, I was working for free, but I still consider this a job because of the amount of work that I did for that organization. Yeah. Um, I had a boss who did not heed my warnings in any way, did not listen to any concerns that I had. Um, if you're a, you know familiar with the scandal that that became you're familiar. Um, when I say I exemplified, fuck this shit, I'm out. I mean, when I left, you left everything left with a bang. Well, I left in a very peaceful way. And then months later was like, drops mic. I tell an eye every fuck that going on in this organization. And the reason I did it is because you fuck out of when all this kind of stuff going on. I don't know. I, I, I could have swear you knew about this. So long story short, the franchise was receiving applications for these pageants from girls who were not from the Virgin Islands. And it was very obvious. And because I was in charge at a website, I was seeing these applications come in. So I was in charge of like reaching out to contestants to let them know next steps, all of that stuff. And the girls who just weren't familiar or like red flags were coming up. I would tell my director and my director would be like, Oh, I spoke to this person. This person actually goes to UVI or this. She would always give me some, it's fine. Some Everything's about cool. Yeah. Camerization. Mm. Um, so, you know, closer and closer to the year that I left, I started to realize like, this person is not listening to you. Um, mm-hmm. this is not going to end well. Yeah. Um, and then also that was combined with the fact that I had gotten very close to Aniska Tong, who is, um, she was Miss U.S. Virgin Islands in 2018. I and love her. She's, yeah, she's this amazing person. Ha and I had become really good friends through working together on this. Mm-hmm. And Ha Miss Universe experience was horrible. And it was because of the negligence of leadership and the fact that mm-hmm. they just, there wasn't a good team. So that combined with like the fact that like, I'm sitting here telling you that you are going to have a problem on your hands if you keep letting this happen. Because if a girl wins who's not from the Virgin Islands, these people going to eat your ass alive. And one thing, one thing Virgin Islanders don't play about is their pageantry. 
And then it it felt like a slap in the face also because like I was the only Virgin Islander on our staff. So you have, yeah, and that's a longer story, but you have the only Virgin Islander on staff sitting here telling you how important this pageant representation is to us. Sitting here telling you like, you need to make sure this doesn't happen, like blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, everything's going to be fine. It's great. But even you know? further to that, it's also, aside from the pageantry, it's about mm-hmm. the misrepresentation. It like, is. It is. Because, it is. no, you're going to send somebody who does not accurately represent the Virgin Islands to represent us at Miss Universe. But carry on, girl. So, you know, I, I, I came to realize that I didn't want to be involved with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted nothing to do with it because I knew yeah. what was coming and I wanted to make sure I was as far away from it as possible when it did come. Mm-hmm. And it did. And I was right. So I resigned in April or so. I was like, I have other things to focus on. I have other things I want to do. Yeah. And you weren't getting paid anyway. Exactly. They wasn't getting paid. I wasn't getting paid. So they had their pageant in, I want to say it was like August of 2019. And a girl wins who is clearly not from the Virgin Islands. They have, listen, the night at a pageant, St. Croix people was like threatening them, going off. Like it was what? a major, like it was a scandal online. It was all over the internet. So I decided what? to use my little Twitter fingers and I wrote a blog post and I told, it was a tell all. I was like, this is exactly what was going on in the franchise before this happened. This is exactly what I warned the director about, blah, 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 blah. She is not my Miss U.S. Virgin Islands. This person is not. Like, I was like, I want to know the truth. Here's the truth from somebody who worked for the franchise. This is exactly how they operate. And the reason I did that was because, again, I sat there and told you what would happen if you did yeah. not listen to me. And exactly. Heed my and that's what they get. Yeah. And you you not only didn't heed my advice, it was very obvious that you didn't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't. They completely right. disregarded you and our community so, for that matter. Not on, yeah. So not only did I say fuck this job, I was like fuck this job and fuck you. And here's a blog post. I to, live for the expose to layer I on top of it. it for an listen. Expose. So to this day, have everybody on our team blocked? <laughs> they felt all betrayed and brokenhearted. And knowing them, because oh, in working with them, they tended to have problems with everybody else, and it was everybody else's fault, but it was never theirs. So I oh, know girl. I am like. Cruella goddamn DeVille over here. Okay. And I, yeah. I own it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So yeah. Um, but audience, I love Ayobad, but we we're we're at our runtime for this episode. We've decided oh, that man. look, we love Ayobad, but we've been giving Ayo a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, like yo, yeah, we be depleted, we be recording for two and three hours. Listen. And then that, that means for a lot of editing. Sometimes we gotta break things up into multiple episodes because exactly. we just be talking and talking and talking and talking. So we're trying to be more, we're trying to regulate things a little yeah, bit we, more. Yeah, we're trying to be a little more time conscious. You know, me and DJ have our own businesses now. We have shit to do. We love Ayobad. We got things but... to do. And I got to conserve so... energy. She got to make more earrings because she claims she don't have a sweatshop, but we know she do. It's a sweatshop. Um, <laughs> it, it, it is a sweatshop. Um, but guys, you can continue this conversation with us. We can extend the episode with you. So join us on Twitter, Instagram. Let us know answer this question so right after you listen to the end of this episode go on the internet tag good up pod on your story or on twitter and tell us about that last time that you said fuck this fuck job this job and, and i want all the details that, 
Yeah, we want the tea because I was just going to say, I'm going to put the little box. Y'all know I love those little box things in the mm-hmm. story where people got to tell me their business. I love those little polls and stuff. So we're going to, I'm going to be putting polls up. I'm going to be putting them little boxes so you can tell your little mm-hmm. story. It's going to be a whole conversation. We need to know. I'm nosy. I want to hear y'all's story. I want to hear about the yep. most dramatic exit ever. Okay. <laughs> but thank you it. guys. Thank <laughs> you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you guys next week for the next Good Up Tuesday. Make sure you use the Bye. hashtag Love Ayobad and see you soon. You. Bye. Good Up is hosted and produced by Deidre Ritter and Hey Isaac Quinones Ivory and is a proud member of the Kicking It family. Find us on all social media platforms at GoodUpPod. Use hashtag GoodUpTuesday to continue the conversation and get access to exclusive bonus content at patreon.com slash GoodUpPodcast. 